The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. Hello and welcome to another Video Games to the Max. This is episode 168. And we, of course, are brought to you by WTMNet.com. And we are in partnership with Formania.com. And last word, life as well. So, uh, Mark, we actually yep. kept it on schedule this week. <laughs> so, anything going on with you? Uh, playing a few new games and get, trying to find a new computer to buy. <laughs> I feel like you just bought a new computer. Yeah, I have an MSI laptop that uh, it has like two small issues. The one of the fans is kind of rattling around a little. Um, you can hear it like when it powers up, like when I'm playing a game, yeah. like an intensive game. Then you can hear it kind of rattle. Sounds like an old PS PS3. And certain certain keys on my keyboard stopped working. The L key the down key and like the number nine key in my number pad. So I went down to Best Buy with my trusty three year warranty and like a few days ago and I was like, you take it like, you know, ship it out to Indiana or wherever you fix them and you know, I'll get it in two weeks. And they were like, we don't service MSI laptops. It's like, all right, so what do I do? And they're like, you, you, you get, we get a refund, you get a refund and then you buy a new one. Like, all right. Does MSI not offer a, re- a warranty at all? They I actually do qualify for like their in for like their warranty, but I had this thing for six months, and if the keyboard is already failing, like that's not great quality assurance. Yeah, that's that's a problem. Especially, and then you know the fans rattling around isn't great either because you yeah. Know, so I have to try to find a laptop soon. Like I'm hoping Black Friday they have like one or two good ones on sale that I can snatch up and go from there. <laughs> Gotta be quick on those buttons when that happens. I think I called MSI like when this started first happening. I think my L key started was the one that stopped working, and they were like, "Well, can you plug in a keyboard and does that work?" I'm like, "Yeah." And they were like, "Well, that's the solution, isn't it?" And I was like. No. <laughs> That's like, not oh, the fucking no. solution. Let me not use the keyboard that comes with my laptop. I'm going to plug in another one. That's stupid. Yeah, like this thing's supposed to be portable. I'm not going to carry around a spare keyboard with me. Yeah, because those things aren't bulky or anything. Yeah. But I've been playing like two big new games. Uh, That's about it. Yeah, I, I did have to get a different keyboard for my... PC because it it comes with that sort of the, that like wireless keyboard that's like the but the keys are weird and yeah you know, I I couldn't deal with that so I just got like a regular like desktop keyboard that's wireless and just got the mouse that comes with it so I was like all right this is much better so 
I would have been the opposite. Tell me to plug something in, it would have worked for me. But yeah, it's just weird for people. I am also playing one of the big games that came out last week. And I'll just go ahead and get this one out of the way since it's not one of the big games. And then we can just talk about the big games uh, all together. Uh, to support Harmonix and because this seemed like a decent little game too. It was $15 on the Switch eShop. The Super Sports Beats. It is very much a... <laughs> it's a rhythm game that has... It's almost like a... Wii Sports Rhythm Game in the same uh, vein. You get five different uh, sports that you can play. You can play with a person. Like I play with my daughter. She had the other Joy-Con and I held mine. And you can also play with other people. uh, Like two other people as well. And you can like... You play baseball. And the whole point is basically you can see the ball is basically going down the track. Like on Rock Band. And the whole point is to hit it at the last possible second so you get perfect. You do that over and over. And they have these like cute little aliens that are the ones that are popping the balls to you. And uh, you, get, you can play volleyball with them or uh, you can actually hit them in some kind of rhythm with a song playing. It's nothing like overly complicated or whatever, but it does get harder and... Very much like, you know, all their other rhythm games, it, it works. And uh, $15, I think it's nice. It's a nice little game you can play with other people. My daughter kind of got bored really fast, though, which is weird. Because she either, uh, as I'll get to with Super Mario Odyssey, for her, she thought that was too hard. And then yeah. uh, Super the this game... The super sports speech, she just got bored. Because really, unless you're like trying to just keep making it harder for yourself, it can get boring because you're just looking at sort of the same uh, things kind of over and over. It just gets more difficult. So uh, it does have this nice little cutesy aesthetic. So, uh, But yeah, I'll just go ahead. Super Mario Odyssey, of course, is one of the games that uh, everybody has been freaking talking about. Uh, yes, we are recording. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so, yes, um... I, I tried to be a little incognito with that, and, like, I could have just typed out a message. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just, I just wanted to let everybody know we are, because there's times where we have not been, and I'm sitting here talking, we do a whole show. So, yeah, uh, it, uh... It is a wonderful game. It lives up to all the hype that everybody is giving it. Um, I'm only about... I'm in like level... Or not level... World like 5 or 6. I played a lot of it today. I'd only played a little bit of it before today. Today's like where I got home from work and I decided, alright, I'm going to go through this. And uh, I tried to get an eye to play with me. Of course, you can play two-player with the other player being Cappy. And so they get to control, whenever you let Cappy out, um, they can basically control where Cappy goes and have it come back and go around and keep going. Or they can just press a button and have it return to whoever's controlling Mario and then you can send it out again and do the same thing. Uh, so, And, and there, I think there's a couple other things that the second player can do. So 
Uh, it's actually decent as a multiplayer uh, game, especially for like young kids that you don't want them like having full control of another character, and so possibly like ruining what you're supposed to do. But they can also help you. So it's well, like it's Mario Galaxy, like their that co-op mode. Yeah, so she didn't really understand the whole point of, okay, when the hat goes off screen, I need you to come back because I have uh, those, the I forgot what they're called, the um, the things that, like the plants that come alive and try to eat you. Piranha plant. Yeah, the piranha plants are like shooting poisonous gas at me and I need you to hit them and you're not <laughs> anywhere near where I need you to be, so... It was funny until she finally got just tired of it, and she was like, oh, it's too hard, Daddy. And I'm like, all right, I'll just keep playing. So, yeah, I mean, uh, all the worlds are – the worlds that I've played in are – there's so much to just explore. That's pretty much what this game is. I think, a lot, you know, the one complaint you can have is that it's not hard, right? And on the surface, it really isn't. What's hard is trying to find the moons if you want to collect all the moons. And there's a lot of moons that are just right there in front of your face. And you uh, ground pound and it comes out of the ground and boom, you got a moon. You know, uh, you do have to collect a certain number of moons to progress through each world. And then you go to the next uh, world. And there's sometimes where you get to pick which one you want to go to. And uh, you kind of keep going. So it's... uh. I just love the fact that you come into the world, there's things you can throw the cap at and possess or whatever, and it leads you to finding other moons, and you can, uh, he, Mario can, can jump and swing the thing around, swing the cap around, and you can use the cap to jump off it and get to other moons and stuff. There's motion controls, which... They actually do help you. It's just like shaking the control to do stuff. And it looks really funny with the Joy-Cons. Like I was trying to do it and my daughter kept going, are you are you dancing or are you like something wrong with you? I'm like, no, I'm just trying to jump up on this ledge. And if I shake it, it's apparently supposed to jump higher. So that's what I'm doing. It's yeah, it's it's weird. But for the most part, it's. It's a Mario game. It's awesome, and uh, it's one of the games that everybody needs to play on the Switch. If you, for some reason, don't have it already, I'm sure it will be the highest-selling game in when we get the November MPD. So, you know, no surprise there. It's already been making hotcakes that we'll talk about in just a little bit. But, yeah, it's... It's it's a great game, and it will be in those Game of the Year discussions, rightfully so, uh, regardless of the difficulty, because even though it's not technically open world, I feel like... And it, and it does get harder when you get to the end of the game. Like, the you can actually play levels like the way you play Mario normally. It's sort of more closed off and stuff, and... Um, oh, and the 2D stuff is actually kind of cool. There's none of it that's really hard, but it's like just there in the wall and you go inside and then all of a sudden it becomes 2D and, uh, you know, you go through that. Maybe you'll get, there's a couple where you can get a moon out of it and you just go out and go to the next part of the the world or whatever. So I'm trying not to spoil much. So 
I don't want to get into the actual like worlds and stuff, but there is one that I thought was like just kind of gives you the breadth of what they try to do with this like this woodlands area that I fell off the map, and then there's this whole other inside the woods part that shows up, and then the freaking T-Rex appears and tries to scare the living crap out of you because he just shows up out of nowhere, and you then you have to make a beanstalk to try to get back to the normal part of the the world or whatever. So, uh, now yeah. how now have they explained uh, Bowser's pimp suit yet? <laughs> he's trying to get married, so he's trying to get married to Peach. So he needs a velvet suit. Good to know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, the the you mean the white suit that he yeah that he wear? yeah. <laughs> Uh, you get to fight him in the white suit too, at one point. So he he needs to be auto tuned like uh, Zemo is from Saints Row Three. That would be that would be great. Uh, or 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 it just needs to be Zemo's from Saints Row Three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he uh, he yeah he's he's basically he's he's trying to go around and find different parts of what you would need for a wedding so yeah you know he, he's going all out for peach so you got you got him credit there i guess <laughs> but uh i know you have been playing assassin's creed origins yep i beat it today or yeah i beat it today actually uh spent 42 hours in it that's a which pretty is good time. long <laughs> like i normally beat those beat these games in, like, half the time, or, like, you know, 30 hours. Uh, it's a it's an okay game. It's not the best Assassin's Creed game. It has some pretty weird flaws. Um, so, like, combat is pretty different in this game. You can't just counter-kill your way through every every encounter now. Like, you, like, a, like you have a, low, like a heavy attack and a light attack, and you have to, like, alternate between the two, and... Enemies block, which is kind of annoying. <laughs> um, well, don't you want the combat to get harder at some point? No. <laughs> I was happy with it being mindless and stupid like it was in all the other games. And, like, one area, like, the first area I got into, I got into, like, a hyena den, and I had to play it, like, nine times because these fucking hyenas kept killing me over and over. Like, that annoyed me, <laughs> Um, so they're uh, super hyenas or something, or is it just like there's like ten of them that attack you at the same time? No, there was like four or five that atta- kept attacking me. Uh, and like this was like the first hour of the game, so they didn't really explain combat that well. Like, so I just kind of had to cheese my way through it eventually, like, hanging back in one area and just kept shooting them with like an arrow. <laughs> um, but it's much more of an RPG this time. Like you have. Like your character, your character has a level, and like the prior games had like stat points and like oh you buy an upgrade with like you know get an ability and you know buy this, but this one has like you like define the levels. Like you can be like level ten, and if you go up against like a level thirty enemy, you're gonna get wiped out instantly. Um, and it has gear associated now, like colored gear like blue is uncommon and purple is you know you know epic and yellow is legendary and they have different stats with the gear and 
Yeah. So they went on Diablo on you. Yeah, it's it's a weird mix of like, well, I'd say like Destiny, and I was telling you, it's a lot like, uh, or I wasn't telling you, I was telling a friend, it's a lot like, oh, what's that game? It's going to be an MMO, but it flamed out. Um, Rhode Island, uh, that baseball oh, guy Amalur, made it. Oh, Amalur, Amalur, yeah. Yeah, Kingdom of Amalur, that's it, thanks. It's a lot like that. Like, you go into an area... Like the map, the map of this game is massive, and I beat the game. And there's six areas I haven't even been to yet. Uh, and you so go like is you it know, all like very interconnected. Oh yeah, like it's it's an open world, like through and through. It's not like it's not like I'm a world that way, but you go into an area and there's you know ten side quests to do in one area, and then there's twenty. Uh, settlements, not, not settlements, but like little areas to explore, and they like, can either like loot treasure or kill like some enemy guards there, like captains, or uh, do like a little mini, like a side quest or something like that. And it just gets overwhelming. Like I spent 42 hours in this game, and I'm maybe halfway through it. Like that's a lot. <laughs> that is a lot, and to have extra parts of the map that you haven't even seen. Yeah. Uh, like It's well. not like, every, it's not like every area, you don't go to every area in the story at all. Like, I don't know why, like, I honestly don't know why the map is so big. Like it looks nice. It's a, I mean, it's a great looking game. It's pretty buggy, like more so than I would expect. But, uh, yeah, it's just, it's overwhelming at a certain degree. Like I, you know, it's great that, they people want they want to have people spend the time to play it, but I don't got a hundred hours to play in this game. <laughs> and I think well, the, I think the level cap is forty, and I'm thirty thirty six or thirty five. You think that they'll is that part of the season pass, or you think that they'll bump that up? I think as they keep adding stuff, I'm sure. Well, I don't know if the the hard cap is 40, but there are a few skills where it's like you can keep buying them over and over. Like they're just passive. Like, oh, you get 1% more damage in bows or 1% more damage in swords. And that you can like repeat buying those skills. So I assume that once you hit 40, the number stops going up, but you still get keep getting more skill points if you want. So it's like Destiny with the light level thing. Yeah. Um,. And like the gear in this game is ridiculous. Like I, at, by the end of the game, I'm I have a flaming sword and a flaming bow and arrow, and it's like wow. this doesn't game this doesn't break the game at all. Like I just made everything with the, with, the, with those two weapons, and like the bow and arrow is ridiculous because it's a first person bow, and if you hold the button down, this is you get one of these skill points. You get a skill that. You can curve. You can take control of the arrow when it fires and like steer it around. Yeah, I saw like, that in uh, game. Is this video. Is, is this wanted? Like, what is this? <laughs> I guess you another way to see the greatness of Egypt. Watch your arrow going around as you look at a pyramid. I don't. Know. Uh, the other thing I'd mention, I'll mention about this one is. They have really scaled back the story in this game, um, almost to its detriment. Like, the main character, Bayek, is, like, interesting enough, and there is a 
decent enough narrative about like him and his wife trying to avenge his son who got killed. But like they throw so many characters at you that I've, I like by halfway through it, I'd lost what I was supposed to be really doing or like who was who. Like there are a couple named characters like, okay, Cleopatra, I know her or like Julius Caesar. It's like, okay, I know him, but I don't know. I didn't, until like the end of the game, I didn't know who the bad guys were. Yeah, I guess that's why they're coming out with that history thing, so you can know who all the people are. Well, they also completely removed all of the animus history stuff from the game. Like the old games had, like, oh, you know, when Pope, uh, I forget it, the, from the Pope from the Assassin's Creed Two, when he shows up, you had like a you know hold back or hold the select button and get a biography of this guy. This game has none of that. So it's like you have all these Egyptian people popping up and it's like, I don't know who any of these people are <laughs> or like why, why I should care about them or, you know, anything like that. Right. Yeah. That's weird that they wouldn't considering it's a time period of like, where not a lot of people are going to know who most of those characters are. And especially yeah. any kind of the younger generation at all. So that's that's weird. But I guess they and, wanted to make it seem more like, you know, again, the just the world is there. Go explore it. And the, like, present day stuff is pretty middling, like, all told. <laughs> oh, they have present day stuff. And... Yeah, I mean, it's better than... Syndicate, I don't think Syndicate had any of that stuff, or, like, it was barely there, but, like, this has a little more, but it's really lackluster, and, like, they are, they move with that stuff so agonizingly slow that it it becomes frustrating. <laughs> How is Egypt as a location? It's fine. Uh, let's, like, you can get around pretty easily, uh... Yeah, I, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of water and stuff. You know, like it's not, like there's a lot more than you would really expect of Egypt. Let's say that, uh, and you do like a like you do like a lot of hunting and taking over like small bases. There's no like for as long for I mean Assassin's Creed is a pretty year was a yearly franchise and it still pretty much is, but it is right. amazing to me how much how they can add stuff in one game and, like, completely disregard it in the next. Yeah, that's that's kind of crazy that they just go from one to the next and change it and do this and that. I mean, they did have the long layoff this time, so... Yeah, but, like, Madden is going to be Madden, or, like, two, right. the, the 2K, WWE 2K game is going to be always shitty, but... Uh, <laughs> like, this one, like, the whole point is, like, okay, you're starting the Brotherhood. It's like, okay, how come none of the gang stuff from, like, Brotherhood or Revelations or Assassin's Creed 3 is in this game? <laughs> like, yeah, you, you would expect, weird. like, you'd expect, like, you'd be tr- you'd be finding people in this game and training them to be an assassin, and, you know, you can roll with them, but that, there's just none of that. <laughs> I could see that being something they could have you explore in uh, DLC, though. Maybe. 
I think I think one of the DLC one of the DLC I think things I saw was like Bayek is fighting against like supernatural foes in Egypt, and I was like, all right, <laughs> like I don't want to do that because well, the last are a boss lot of gods, you know. Yeah, the last boss fight of the game, the the last main one really is, it's Bayek versus this dude who can teleport, turn invisible, and like summon ghosts. That's like this is not particularly fun. <laughs> that must have got annoying after a while. Ghosts, ghosts, ghosts everywhere. Yeah, it was like spectral soldiers or something. But I was like, this is this is dumb. Yeah. Let me just kind of hit everything and eventually to go away. <laughs> but overall, but, you still think it's a, a pretty good game. Yeah, like I'll, I'm reviewing. I'm started writing the review a little. I mean, it's it'll be positive, but. There's just a lot of issues that crop up that, like, it's not, it's not disappointing like Shadow of War was. It's more just kind of bewildering. Yeah, I'm sure that being a big Assassin's Creed fan, having all this in there and not being like the other games is kind of certainly got the pros and cons there. Yeah, like, it's hard to weigh, like, oh, I mean, I've played all, almost all of them except for, like, the first one and some of, like, the spinoff titles, so... It's hard to weigh like this game against like the fran like the history of the franchise because this game is trying to be different, and some right. of it works, but some of it doesn't. Like I don't think the I don't think the combat system really works that well. Well, that's a bit disappointing, but hopefully, I have heard I mean, mixed things about the combat. Some people really like it because it's challenging. Obviously, some people don't. I mean, it, it is just until you get the flaming sword, and then you can just kill everything. Oh yeah, <laughs> or. It, I had, I mean, I had that sword, and I had another sword that, when you hit with it, it would cause enemies to go to sleep. It's like, all right, well, that's, that's fun, also. Cool. <laughs> yeah, like not all the time, but enough of the time. So it's like, yeah, this is this is useful. <laughs> so you've also been playing, of course, this just came out yesterday, Call of Duty World War Two. Yeah, I got three mission, like the first three missions, or I beat the third one just like an hour or two ago it's you know i like call of duty game that's on world war ii that's on a modern console <laughs> like uh like the first mission is literally d-day or so it's like yeah i i know i played this in call of duty too <laughs> But it doesn't feel like any different, or uh, the two things that feel different are you have you have like a health bar, and you have health power ups and like health packs you have to pick up and use. Which, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of like I'm not a. I've been playing most of those games. I'm not a huge like fan like Assassin's Creed, but I'm used to regenerating health. <laughs> so having to like press left on the D pad to use my fucking health pack. Get like I don't remember to do it half the time. <laughs> uh, and like you always roll with partner. It seems like like one or two other soldiers, and they always and they have special abilities. Like the main one, he will get like he will give you a health pack when his meter is full. Uh, or another one like gives you ammo, or another one. Uh, basically, it's like a radar ping. Like he, he highlights enemies on the screen for you. So you can, like, shoot them more easily. And you, like, get these powers by killing enemies or 
doing what they call heroic moments, which are like very vaguely designed, like vaguely uh, like defined. Like one of them was like, hold up these German soldiers for a few uh, for a few seconds, and they will eventually go away. Like they will put their arms down and be captured. It's like you could have told me to do that. You don't have to start to put a button prompt up and have you fail it the first time. Yeah. Uh, so like saving people and. Yeah, exactly. Like one of them is like, oh, the soldiers. One of your guys is having a knife fight with a soldier, so you can shoot them or you know have them win the fight, and then your heroic your heroism meter will go up and. You'll be able to activate your power quick, like more quicker. Uh, but I mean, it's a Call of Duty game. Like it looks nice, and yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's not much to say really about that one. <laughs> it's going to be another Call Call of Duty game. <laughs> then I'm sure we'll sell well, and people will be. I mean, maybe. Like I know people want that, but this one, like. As much as people bitch about Infinite Warfare, like, it tried to do something new. Like, this is... Like, like I could go back and play Call of Duty 2, and it'd be the same damn thing, except look worse. (laughs) Yeah, because that was the thing about Battlefield 1, is that you don't have a lot of games that go back to World War 1. You have so many that go back to World War 2, even though they did try to sort of have different places in this one than you've seen in most of the games, so. Well, the first three missions are in France, so I don't know. I, I assume the campaign will branch or open up eventually, but so far it's a bunch of trench warfare and, you know, popping up, popping up in bunkers and stuff like that. <laughs> so nothing on the character, I guess, that you, or the characters? Uh, they seem okay. Like, you, you're with this guy named, I think his name is Zussman, and he's kind of, he seems like an interesting character, and you're under the command of this kind of asshole. Um, so I guess we'll see how, like, what happens from that. Like, if you turn on him, or if he just goes crazy, or something like that. <laughs> Have you played the multiplayer? Not yet. No. Well, I, don't, I don't. I honestly don't go go to those games much for multiplayer because I know I'm just going to get dusted every time I play. <laughs> yeah, same here. Completely. So, like, I Titanfall, like Titanfall Two's multiplayer was fine. But that's because it had like enemy, you know, enemy or AI CPU robots just kind of kill. Like, I don't really like fighting against people in those games. Right. And apparently, the PC version is busted to hell. <laughs> What's wrong with it? Uh, I just saw like you offered me one. You offered me PS4 and PC yesterday. And, like, the PC reviews for that game are just, like, refunded it in 20 minutes. Like, it does not work. Uh, poorly optimized. Like, it barely runs, it sounds like. Well, looks like uh, Activision has a lot of work to do on that, if they care to do that, that is. Which they won't. <laughs> like, like, it's out, so there's they'll put up map packs, and that's about it, and... Are they already hard at work on the next one, I assume? <laughs> Get your $50 season pass right now. Pretty much. Well, uh, anything else on the games front? Nah, not really. Uh, 
I may pick up Emergency 20 soon, and that'll be funny. The game, like, Emergency as in... It's a, it's a, uh, quasi-RPG, or RTS on PC. Okay. We have to, like, uh, you know, you have, you have a queue of fire trucks, and you have to, like, uh, direct them to put out fires or ambulance and stuff like that, but the engine is, like, bad. <laughs> and uh-huh. it's, like, it's very European. <laughs> well, hopefully you enjoy that, then. Well, I got a discount because I own a few of them already on Steam. So oh, okay. instead of paying thirty bucks, I can pay seven, and for that price, I may, I don't, I may just give it a chance. That's a lot more worth it. At that point. So just to get these uh, out of the way, because uh, I'm sure you already know them by now, but who knows? Maybe you don't. Uh, the PlayStation Plus lineup for November is Worms Battleground. Bound, which I've actually been sort of excited to play, so that's nice to get that for free. R-Type Dimensions and Ragdoll Kung Fu, Fists of Plastic on PlayStation 3. Okay. And Dungeon Punks, which is crossed by PS4, and The Broken Sword 5, Serpent's Curse, Episodes 1 and 2 for Vita. Anything on your end there? Nope. <laughs> yeah. This is a pretty lack like lackluster month for PS Plus, and even Xbox Gold eventually when you get to that. <laughs> yeah, and Xbox Gold as well. Both of them have are having a off month here. Uh, I think unless you're really big into the Worms games, which I stopped caring about those after like Junior High. So I have a friend obsessed with Team Seventeen and like the Worms games. I think he's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I have more power to them for liking those games, but yeah. I, Team 17 makes some good stuff that's not Worms, but yeah. Uh, Xbox Gold, not to be outdone, Trackmania Turbo is available the entire month. Uh, the Turing Test is still there until the 15th, and you get Tales from the Borderlands, the Telltale uh, game, November 16th to December 15th. Already have that, so... Uh, Trackmania Terminal may be one of those I just hit that get button, but don't download it onto my Yeah, system. you'll never play that one. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, Trackmania is fun, but... I'm, uh, I only really care about, like, certain racing games, and that's, that's about it. Well, like, it's a racing game, but there's no, like, other cars. It's just time trials. Oh, well, that makes it even worse. I've heard it's fun, but it's like I I need the other people, not other people playing it with me or whatever, but the other people, other cars like there, make you feel well, like I'm racing. When you race online, they they are ghosts. Oh okay, that makes that makes a little bit more. Uh, yeah. Uh, Xbox 360 Nights into Dreams, which that I already did down, you know, make uh, put onto my Xbox One. Uh, Deadfall Adventures, which I'll have to look up what that is, but Nights in the Dreams was okay. I remember that they made a big deal about that game for a while, then it it came out, and it was like, okay. 
Yeah, it was okay when you were nine and you played it. But yeah. <laughs> no, I, I I never liked Knights. It was always kind of a bad game to me. Like, I remember playing it in, like, demo station, like, demo kiosks and, like, having no idea what the fuck you were supposed to be doing. <laughs> I remember that, too, with the Dreamcast version. Yeah. Like, I have no idea what I'm doing here, but okay. This is... Some people like this game, which is totally fine. Uh, so, you know, Nintendo keeps having good news. Uh, I will get into something that's not... Two things that are not so great for them. One of them is totally optional, so... I just don't be stupid, but... Uh, Nintendo is, of course, selling very well with the Switch. They have current uh, worldwide sales total of 763 uh, million units without October sales, so I'd imagine that that's a little higher uh, by now. Uh, this is allowing them to believe that they will sell 14 million units by the end of March 2018, which make it to where they outsell the Wii U's entire lifetime sales after one year. I mean, you know, I think many people had... I did, too. I didn't know how this was going to go when I bought it on March 3rd. Uh, it's obviously done very, very well. you think that they could hit that number, 14 million? I mean, I think so. Like, it, like if they have Game of Mario and Zelda being out, like, it helps, obviously. But I think really the big thing is, like, they still need to get more consoles in the stores. Like, there's still a rarity factor with that thing. Like, it's getting better, but... Right. You still can't walk into the store and like see twenty of them on the on the store shelves. Yeah, Black Friday and the holidays are not going to help with that either. So yeah, uh, obviously whatever. I wonder if they would dare put Mario and Zelda in one bundle. No, they just do one or the other, probably. Yeah, I've already they've already come out with one for Zelda. I'd yeah. imagine that Mario already has one too. Um. Yeah, I'm sure they'll do, like, I'm sure GameStop will have Zelda and some other game and, you know, an extra pair of Joy-Cons or Pro Controller or something that sell it for a ridiculous price. But, hey, people will buy it because it's what uh, the people want. Of course, uh, Microsoft has their Xbox One X coming out in a couple of days. And I can't wait until parents go to the store and the kid wants the Xbox One S and the parents get the S because it's cheaper. You mean, and they want the, you mean they want One X, but they get them the S instead? <laughs> yeah, exactly. They get them the, they get them the S because either the person at the store doesn't really explain it to them or they go, oh, this is like $150 cheaper. Please let me get the S. And then they, they get to the kid and it's like no it's the x well that's the same thing that happened happened with the wii and the wii u (laughs) yeah i wouldn't i mean they are obviously still expecting the s to be the system seller but i can't wait to see how many people return s's wanting the x and then the x is not there for them to buy (laughs) yeah i actually have a friend who's buying an x uh like either at launch or pretty close to it and I was just kind of like, why? 
I have a friend that's buying it as well. Uh, their thought process was, I have a 4K TV. I want my games to look great. Yeah, and, well, his, his was similar. He was like, well, it's liquid-cooled, and he like, I think he wanted to play, like, Rise of the Tomb Raider on it. Like, you know, the 4K, you know, bumped up. And he doesn't have a, uh, like, good gaming PC. So yeah, it's like, see, I mean, for that I understand. Yeah, it's like, yeah, that's fine, but, like, that thing should be launching with, like, eight new games this, like, this holiday season. Not a kind of a shitty Forza game and a vague hope that Crackdown 3 will be out in the next three years. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like Forza and Cuphead. I guess if That's you it. Want to play Cuphead or Shadow of War? And oh, I mean, I guess you could play Assassin's Creed and Wolfenstein too on it. Um, I mean, yeah, but those are all like, like it should have like games that are exclusive or you know. Right. Oh, there's that Super Lucky's Tale. Which oh is yeah, a bad game, but go ahead. I, I mean, I heard it got okay reviews, but it's not. Yeah. It's not exactly going to blow you know blow the sales chart out of the water. Yeah, I mean, you know, it it's going to be do just okay, and then you'll forget about it. And, I mean, uh, a few. I mean, there's a handful of Xbox One games that are getting those like upgrade patches, but right. I think, like, the craziest one was a Quantum Break. It's, like, an 80-gigabyte game now, and then if you want to download the TV show, it's, like, 75 more gigabytes. Yeah. Like, no? Like, 178 gigs. It's, like, I don't want to play that game in the first place. Not, not with all that crap clogging up the system. <laughs> well, yeah, because those passes are adding on, like, 40 or 50 more gigabytes, so... That yeah. one terabyte hard drive is going to get filled up really fast. Yep. You're going to have to go invest in those external ones. Uh, folks, get ready for that. That's another at least $100 investment you got to make on a system that's already $100 more expensive. So. Yeah. And, like, the counter is the PS, the PS Pro, but they never – Sony has never really pitched that thing as, like, this is a replacement to the PS4. Like Microsoft is pushing Xbox One X as like, you know, this will be the new, like this is the new generation, like this is the most powerful console ever. Right. And it's like, well, Microsoft also has an incentive, right? They want to make some kind of ground up on Sony. Sony doesn't really need the PS4 Pro to sell at all. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and they've done okay with it, but I mean, they're that press conference didn't help them any either. It was one of the most boring things ever. Uh, to watch, <laughs> but thankfully the press conference we will talk about from Sony uh, in just a little bit, uh, they did a lot better uh, on that. Um, uh, Nintendo says that they're going to keep making smartphone apps, which we just we talked about the Animal Crossing one uh, on last week. Uh, good for them that it's been doing well and that they're going to keep capitalizing on that, so... Uh, the bigger thing is that Legend of Zelda sold 4.7 million units, Mario Kart 4.4, Splatoon 3.6, Splatoon 2, 1-2 Switch 1.37, and ARMS 1.35. That's a really nice attach rate for 
Switch games. Yeah. Okay. They should make they should make a uh, Kirby smartphone game like where you can just suck up things in the environment on your phone and t- have Kirby turn into shit. <laughs> I. You know what? I wouldn't be surprised if that does happen, but I don't know. I, I'm they're you know adding the Gen three Pokemon to Pokemon Go. They're uh, you know I'm sure they're gonna be at, they've added more stuff to Super Mario Run, so they'll they'll keep doing it. Fire Emblem I think is the one that's made the most for them. So yeah, I think they said last week or a week or two ago like Mario didn't sell well at all. And it's like, well, it's too expensive, and it's not that good. So, <laughs> what I don't do you know expect? It's, it's too expensive for that market, right? Yeah, I mean, it's ten bucks, which is crazy. I mean, I think they dropped the price on under five, but even that's kind of pushing it for it's, some people for the for like iOS or Android. <laughs> it's Mario. People need to get with it. Understand, he costs some money. Uh the, yeah, I mean, we mentioned the, uh, oh, I, I did mention the, the negative stuff for Nintendo. One of them is that Nintendo partnered with SanDisk to make official Nintendo uh, SD cards, and they are overpricing the crap out of them. Uh, yeah, that happens with everyone. That happens with everyone. <laughs> it's just, but I hope people are smart enough to know that you, unlike the Vita, you can just go buy a regular SanDisk SD card that costs a lot less. You know? I think when they when they introduced USB support on the Xbox 360, like Microsoft did partner with SanDisk to make like USB drives for, like with like 360 branding, and they were like, it was ridiculous how much they were. <laughs> oh yeah, it was. Is incredible, and then then just you know Sony with their thing, and Nintendo. I think like a 128 gigabyte card is two hundred dollars. No, yeah. no, and no. Please don't be that dumb, people. Please don't. If you need Nintendo's logo and Mario on it that bad, please examine something about your life there. Uh, and EA is, I guess, not that happy about FIFA 18 sales on the Switch. What do you know? People aren't going to buy the inferior version of something when it's missing things. Uh, now EA is saying that they're going to wait until the Switch is a year old to decide if they want to bring any more games to it. Well, you pick the wrong game to decide to be your, hey, we're going to test the waters here. I mean, yeah, but what's for EA? What's the right game? Like, they don't really have anything else. Like well, they football. don't. Yeah. I mean, but like EA is such a weird company because I mean, they're money grubbers, obviously, but they right. are pretty sketchy about getting behind Nintendo systems and products. Like, they never well, really got behind it's the Wii, like you said, Wii U though, that much <laughs> because of the graphics problem. Yeah. Uh, there, there's kind of you're going to have that same problem with every sports game. Uh, You know, Need for Speed is not going to sell that great, period. And what, uh, you're going to bring a a port of Battlefield 1 over? Like, 
No. Uh, and certainly not Titanfall 2, so you, you really don't have anything for them to bring. I get it that FIFA was kind of the thing, but I don't know. I, I have the solution. Remember a few years ago when they made that Ghostbusters game for 360? Yes. You remember how they made a Wii version that was, like, pretty different, like cartoony graphics and stuff? Right. Do that with the, with the Switch and sports games. Yeah. Partner with EA to make a FIFA Street for the Switch or, or even a, like... FIFA Strikers or something like that, where you have the real players, but you all you can also have Mario. Like, that wouldn't be bad. So. Or just make like FIFA doesn't. I mean, obviously on the PS4 and Xbox One, it's different. But FIFA on the Switch will not need to have you know all 800 soccer teams in it, or you know everything like that. Like, pair it down to like the 30 or 40 best teams and go from there. <laughs> I don't think that that's necessarily the problem. I think it's more about when you're missing stuff like Ultimate Team and the the story mode, and people are like, "Why are people going to buy that?" Yeah. Uh, the you mentioned EA here just to get them out of the way because uh, they decided to talk more about the whole thing with the uh, Star Wars game. And what it was, and uh, also their other Star Wars game that's coming out. They did announce the changes to the uh, Battlefront 2 loot crates. Uh, they have removed the Epic Star cards entirely to help keep everybody on the level playing field. Uh, the other Star cards will be available through crafting. Uh, uh, the Epic Star cards are available through pre-order, deluxe, and starter packs. Uh, you'll need to reach a certain rank to craft, upgrade a star card, whatever. I'm not going to go through all this, but the star cards were part of the problem. Uh, the gear also has to be unlocked by playing. You can't just buy it, which uh, that's good too, I guess. But I feel like people are just going to discover another thing once the game comes out that nobody's talking about that EA added to get money even yeah. fixing this I mean it, for me it's a minor fix I mean we'll see what it does to the player base but it, it's it kind of smacks of desperation a little <laughs> well I, it, uh, yes because the the backlash was big to where yeah. they didn't want people really not buying the game because it had this in it and you know especially on steam where you can you can refund and stuff like that i mean well it's not gonna, it's not gonna be on steam it's gonna be an ea origin what it's oh, called, yeah, called. Right, origins but uh, even then you know you're gonna have a lot of angry people that are gonna you know, not want to buy anything from you in the next time you make a game, and it's going to cause problems. There's a lot of people that just, you know, say things and they don't ever actually do them, but this felt like one of those where EA might want to pay attention because it was overwhelmingly negative. 
Yep. Speaking of EA, uh, and I mentioned this to you on Facebook, but Bioware is like lead lead animator left <laughs> oh. in the middle of, middle of making Anthem. Yeah. His name is uh, Stephen Gilmore, and it's like that's that's probably not a great sign for that game. <laughs> no, it's not. Did he give a reason why? No, uh, it was it was on it's like a LinkedIn page that he left, and he's he'd been there for seventeen years, so since Bioware started, or you know, I think he's been there since like the first Kotor. Yeah, that that does not bode well for that game, and I'm sure this stuff with Visceral and all the news that's been about EA lately doesn't help them at all. Oh, it's like I said uh, the last time we did this, like. If Anthem doesn't sell well, say goodbye to Bioware. <laughs> That's really sad if that happens. Yeah. Please, uh, let's hope that that doesn't happen uh, at all. So they have revealed what the Visceral Star Wars game was supposed to be. It was codenamed Ragtag, and of course Amy Hennig was the one in charge of the story. And that part of the game, uh, she it would have followed Dodger, a cracked mirror version of Han Solo, and a story of crime families, heists, and more. Uh, it would have been third-person action title, uh, had more characters, uh, and it would have been taking place between the original film and Empire Strikes Back. Of course uh, it will, because all... Star Wars things happen in that two-month period. Right? Like, can we not find another uh, period of Star Wars to set things in? I mean... It's either that or between, you know, the Clone War, you know, Episode 3 and Episode 4. So, the the report by Jason Stryer from Kotaku was that uh, players would be able to toy with the emotions of a stormtrooper, uh, but EA then demanded a multiplayer function be incorporated into the project on top of the single-player campaign, uh, and it would have had space combat, and then, uh, yeah, Amy Henning wanted nothing to do uh, with that, and she also... Uh, had little interest in diving into some of the most recognizable aspects of Star Wars canon as well, uh, which didn't make EA happy. So, I, I I really commend her for trying to do something unique and different with Star Wars, and it seems like EA just kind of wanted to make sure that, okay, we got to play the hits, and we got to use everybody that everybody knows. Yeah, and it, I can read that article also, and it sounded like she kind of just got it overwhelmed and she didn't have the like visceral is a good studio but she didn't have the manpower to make the game she wanted so right and she started not trusting people and she did a lot of stuff by herself too which that doesn't help yeah it's i i mean this this is the the world of working with big publishers they have those final says and you can be as creative as you want to be but it's the world of working with EA. Like you don't hear about these types of stories from other developers or publishers. Well, you or don't you hear do, it, I think from Ubisoft and 
you know, the first you, parties, but like Activision, I feel like is rather restrictive on, you know, they're doing a lot of franchises. Yeah, but they're not, you don't hear as much horror stories or as much closures as you do with EA. <laughs> what is this, like the 12th studio they've closed? And I mean, over the years, yeah. Like, yeah. They, they are known for buying a studio and shutting them down, so. They're like the WWE of buying things and killing it. Just kill it dead. <laughs> This is sad for the the employees and everything else, but it's just it sucks, man. This Star Wars game looked actually pretty interesting, just because it was gonna have its own sort of special take on Star Wars, and then it gets uh, gets killed, you know. Yep. But hey, you know they they we the one thing we do know about EA is they love to make money, and they're gonna bring. Origins and EA Access uh, to other platforms, probably Switch and I'd imagine PS4 as well. Uh, they were denied when they tried to put EA Access on PS4 previously. Do you think we actually see it, or? I mean, I think we'll give it, I think they'll try. I don't know. I doubt Switch honestly because they just don't want the game. They don't care about the game, so they don't have the game library for it. I <laughs> said, so we got FIFA, and we got FIFA. They could uh, do it for the old games, I guess. Maybe, but they're not, people aren't going to play like, oh, here's the 2016 version of NHL or Madden. Like, that's not going to happen. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. I mean, they're not, but... I don't like, know. I guess, other... I mean, PS4 is the PS4 is the obvious pick, but I don't know how well, like, I don't even think PlayStation now does that well on PS4, so. Yeah, but apparently for them on Xbox One, it does pretty decent, and that yeah, whole. Yeah, that, that's because there's nothing else to do on the Xbox One. <laughs> hey, it's not true, but I, I feel like. That whole thing of being able to download the game like four or five days beforehand and playing it, I think, is a really good five dollars. Yeah, you can pretty much decide for yourself if you want to spend the other sixty dollars on that game or not, just by doing that. So, uh, I think that's a pretty good service. I'm sure we'll see it. I don't know about Origins, uh, but hey, uh, whatever works for you, EA. We we know you like yeah. making money. And shutting people down. <laughs> yeah. Things uh things all all synonymous with with that big company. So let let's get into positive uh news, uh, especially for Sega who's kind of been up and down uh, recently. They have revealed that the Persona franchise uh now has eight point five million units sold in its lifetime. Uh, package and digital across 13 total editions. Uh, Shimigami Tensei uh, has 7.2 million units sold across 28 editions. Yakuza has 10.5 across 75 total editions. And the first game, yeah, just wow. F- really? 75 Yakuza 
additions? Holy crap. What do they mean by additions? Just like different I'm skews guess, or different... I'm like deluxe, uh, the, you know, all those things plus the different games in the series. I only thought there was like nine games in the Cuse series. <laughs> I'm going to guess that they mean like all the different like versions of them coming to this console and that console and you know. Yeah, but it's not like they were multi-platform. They've always just been on Sony stuff. I think like and, one came out on this on the Wii, but that was about it. <laughs> and that's what I mean, like collector's editions and if they got you know, reissued again and like, yes. Yeah. I don't know. That's a huge number, but it, I mean that's that's good for Sega that this is uh, sort of panning out for them. At least the investment in Atlas and all that. Yeah, like they've been a good comp- good purchase for them. <laughs> Plus, it's helping that they're localizing a lot more stuff now too. So, yeah. You know, if you put the faith in it, you might have people that actually might want to buy it, whereas before. You'd see a lot of stuff not come over here. Uh, people like their obscure games, you know. Sure. And Owlboy is coming to console February 21st, uh, 2018. That is a really good game. People should buy that when it comes to your console. Yeah. It's uh, one of the best games uh, of last year. Certainly. I didn't finish it, but sure. <laughs> hey, I I got really close, but yeah, it's I, a it's a it's a deceptively long game. I thought. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It feels like it shouldn't be that long, but I was like, "Good lord, this is going on a long time." But all right, you know. Yeah. Hey, at least you get your money's worth. It was like twenty five dollars. So. Yeah, they they certainly. They make you pay a hefty price, but it's worth it for uh, the the game that's inside it there. BlizzCon, I felt like, was sort of underwhelming this year. Uh, eh, there was some good, good news. <laughs> uh, you, the new Hearthstone expansion, as you'd expect. I'm not even going to go into that because I don't play that game anymore. And nope. <laughs> I don't, yeah. There uh, are new cards. <laughs> yep, new cards. There will be characters you can play against in that story. And there's probably a new type or something. But, yeah. Uh, StarCraft 2 is going limited free to play. Uh, Wings of Liberty will be free for everyone. And if you already bought Wings of Liberty like I did... You get Heart of the Swarm, which that's cool. So you, I get. I bought I bought all three. So where's my gift? Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> that uh, later on, free to play. <laughs> so. Thanks, thanks Blizzard. <laughs> it's so cool that they're doing this, right? Like the first two went free. Starcraft two, the base game, going free. Uh, that's oh, sure. my extent of StarCraft that I bought, so now it's all free. That's that's cool. Uh, there's a new hero in Overwatch named Moira. 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 Yep. And, yeah. I'm sure people that play Overwatch will be super excited for that. 
Uh, that's not either of us. So. No, it's yeah, neither of us. Uh, World of Warcraft uh, Classic is finally coming after all the people that, you know, have been making servers and everything else. Uh, you'll get vanilla servers. See, they they set, they announced that and they had like a little trailer, but they didn't say what, that, what this is going to entail. So it has me questioning what the fuck it is. Because even like original WoW had a few expand, like limited patches that added like dungeons and raids. So I'm curious like if it's going to be like the very first WoW or if it's going to be like the one right up to like the before the first expansion came out. Yeah, that'll be the interesting thing is do they add stuff into that? Because even like when WoW when WoW first launched, it was a pretty ugly game. Like I think like. I think hunters were like broken, <laughs> like they had no like their skill tree was just like gone, like not finished. <laughs> like a few of them, I think wow. druids might have been like that way also. So it's like all right. <laughs> I guess for more recent things, they did announce another expansion, which pretty much we are all expecting because this is what they do now uh, to try to keep the player base from going away. Uh, can't blame them on that. So this one is called. The Battle for Azeroth, which has two new continents, Colterus and Zandalar, a level cap of 120 and new dungeons raids. And uh, story. Are you uh, intrigued at all here? If we get a code for it, I'll play it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The story doesn't intrigue you at all. I actually like the last expansion. Like, I got weirdly into it, so I guess we'll see. Not enough for me to keep, like, paying to play the game, but... Right. Hey, it's also going to have island expeditions, so... Yeah, it looks like some pirate-looking thing, like you invade islands or something like that. How do you feel about the whole merging the PvP and the PvE server? Oh, I I didn't see that, but... I hope it's good. Well, they're removing the PvE versus PvP server division and providing the choice to opt into PvP. Good. Because I got... When I first started playing WoW, I was on a PvP server. uh, And then my account got jacked. And my... uh, The the guy transferred my character to another PvP server. And PvP servers suck ass. Especially when you're, especially when you're leveling and you're like level twelve dude, and a level sixty horror guy just comes up and wastes you in one shot. Yeah, that is why when I played, I made sure it was a PVE server because I was like, yeah, I'm not having some dude just yeah. be a douche, and I don't even know what I'm doing. So, especially yeah. I'm I'm a mage and like facing a rogue, it's just like no, this is never gonna win. Yeah, <laughs> not gonna have it here. So, before getting into the Sony uh, Paris Games Week thing, uh, more companies uh, going down here. Uh, Perfect World, which is a Chinese company uh, that has uh, the studio Motiga, which made the MOBA Gigantic. Which I never I heard of that. Like, <laughs> I felt like it took forever for that to come out. And then it was... Supposed to be one of the big things on Xbox One, and it took forever for that to happen, too. Uh, It was in, like, early access or the preview thing for a while. 
Uh, and they also shut down Runic Games, which are, of course, most well-known for making the Torchlight Games, and then Hob, which came out very recently. That's kind of sad. Yeah, that's that's one that really bummed me out, because I liked... I thought, like, Torchlight, one in, like one specifically was, like, a great Diablo alternative. Um, and Torchlight 2 is good, too. Like, it added some stuff and was a fun... Like, a little less focused in the first game, but, like, more... like more inventive or like more creative and i liked both those games like these like i was hoping they didn't announce like torchlight 3 or you know their rumored torchlight world you know game or something like that yeah i, I like the torchlight games as well um i played only a little bit of them but yeah i agree with you it's it's a diablo like alternative and it has its own positives uh and I would have liked to see them keep going. I, I was sort of interested in Hob, uh, but obviously haven't played it or anything. Just um. yeah, that that's that's one that didn't like it reviewed well enough, but you didn't hear people talking about it that much, right. or I, I don't know anyone who played it. <laughs> uh, a lot of really good games also came in around it. Yeah, like that's another problem. Like it just kind of kind of got swept into the you know by the wayside. <laughs> Yeah, that's going to happen. People are just going to... Uh, people are going to go towards the, the bigger games and not so much these. But yeah, I do feel like when they first announced the Diablo were excited because of the studio that it was coming from. And then all of a sudden it just dropped way out of the radar. Yeah. And speaking of reviewing well, but not selling well, uh, Housemark, who are the the people who have made so many games, especially for uh, PC and uh, the PlayStation systems, uh, Resogun being one of those games that uh, was, was big on Sony's and... Uh, Next Machina was their latest game, which is really, really good. Uh, people should go play that, but they have a point. A lot of their games get put on PS Plus, or uh, they go on the Steam sale, because you know, they're really easy to discount. And people buy them that way, because they don't buy them, uh, either don't buy them at full price, or don't buy them at all. Uh, Housemark feels like the arcade shooter is pretty much dead. And that uh, they need to go on to making other games. They talk about games as a service. That that might be the direction that they're heading in as well. And that's kind of sad to hear because they make really good arcade shooters. I mean, yeah, but like, 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 I don't know many people who like play them that much. Like, I like Resogun. That was a fun game, and I heard Next Machina is good, but I'm gonna people aren't gonna dump like 20 hours into that game. <laughs> And even, like, Geometry Wars 3 kind of failed. Yeah, that kind of felt like it just came and went. People were excited for that, and then... Yeah, it's just... I don't understand where all the hype went. And Well, it was not a great Geometry Wars game, so it didn't help. (laughs) That doesn't help either, but they do really... They do have some really good games, just... Those are games that, like, you play for a little bit, and you have fun with them, and then... Yeah, you, pl- 
you play it for like an hour and then you either die or you see everything that's in the game probably and it's like all right i'm good yeah and it's i don't know it's it's one of those like where you either really like it and you keep going back to it or you beat it once and you're like eh, all right i'm good move on yeah And, yeah, I feel bad for them. Like I said, I hate for them to sort of be the masters of a genre, and then they have to go change it because people don't buy their games. But I mean, at least they're still around. <laughs> yeah. We'll just have to see if their transition over to yeah the, whatever they're going to make next actually pans out, because that happens, too, where, uh, you know, you go and try to make the next game, whatever it is that you're making, and then, whoop, that doesn't get bought either. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, just, uh, aside from that, I think we just got Paris Games Week to talk about, which, uh, there's things uh, built into that. The, of course, the big game, there's also a pre-show here. Uh, the, uh, sorry, I'm getting, like, inundated with stuff on Messenger at the moment. <laughs> so, you have, uh, the, the first game that got announced is the Sucker Punch game, which is a big surprise. Nobody really knew Sucker Punch was making something new. We hadn't heard from them since Infamous, uh, the, which is almost a PS4 launch game. Uh, Ghost of, uh, Tsushima, which is takes place during the first Mongol invasion of Japan. Uh, they were supposed to be sort of... There's obviously fantastical stuff to it, but they're trying to be rather historically accurate as well, which that was really cool to see, but we kind of don't really know much about it other than it's going to continue their sort of same thing about going to just focus on the one character fighting guys and doing things. When you get your lightning powers. (laughs) Yeah, I wonder when that's going to... I'm sure that there'll be some kind of powers, you know? Yeah. I mean, it looks looks fine. I I actually liked Infamous Second Son. I'm like the only one that did, apparently, but... (laughs) Yeah, I I like second. I've uh, I have it. I haven't really played it. I like the first of this game. That's the one that I played the most. Uh, I I you know, and I really love the uh, Sly Cooper series. So, you know, Sucker Punch making games. I'm all for that. Uh, hopefully, this game because I I like the setting. People have wanted Assassin's Creed to do the setting for a long time. So. Yeah. Glad to to see that there's a game doing it that's not like Dynasty Warriors or something uh, like that. Spelunky 2? Yeah. It's coming. I will play that, yeah. die a bunch, and probably just get tired of dying and not play anymore. <laughs> well, I didn't even show any gameplay, so I'm, I'm curious if it's going to be 2D again or 3D or if it's more of a game <laughs> or, you know, more, you know. A more full experience. It seems like they we'll were see. touting up like the co-op, 
there was various people on various uh, characters on screen, so maybe yeah, more of a co-op thing or that. Well, the first game had characters? that, but yeah, the first game had co-op, but it wasn't. It was more like just kind of a race to get to the end. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Um. Like I said, I like this first Spelunky. It just you know I'm not one that like loves to play games where I just die constantly. So. I mean, I be, once I beat it, and then it's like, all right, that's kind yeah. of about it. <laughs> you can just keep doing it, but yeah, it it gets old after a while. Um, it is a game that has longevity. It just, you know, Wakamele Two. I'm excited for this. I love Wakamele Wakamele One. Uh, having a luchador with where you can turn him into a chicken. And all the stuff with the story is just... Uh, this was a surprise, too. I didn't think that we'd get another Wakamelee, so I'm happy to see this. Yeah, that came out of left field, kind of, like, along with Spelunky. I mean, I like the first one, Wakamelee, as well, so I'll play it, or you probably enjoy it. <laughs> then they showed uh, two indies during the pre-show, The Gardens Between and uh, Hong Kong... I can't I think Hong Kong Massacre. Yes, Hong Kong Massacre, which that looks like Max Payne and Hotline uh, Miami. Hotline Miami, which that's awesome. Uh, I that makes me super excited for that. I'm all for Hotline Miami and uh, Max Payne. Uh, yeah, he literally does the bullet time stuff. Which yeah. Uh, the the garden the the other one too looked really cool too in its own own way. Yeah. I another one that I'm I don't have a PSVR but that Blood and Truth game for PSVR looked really cool. When that PSVR section happened, I pretty much just cut my eyes just kind of glazed over. <laughs> I love that they did us. They did it was a large part of the pre-show, then they just sizzle, sizzle reel on the thing itself. Uh, well, okay, they're not going to show it for the main show. At least they uh, weren't <laughs> kidding when they said they had a lot of games coming for the PSVR. They... No, one, no one even pulled the Vita out of their pocket. How disappointing. Yeah, no, nothing about Vita. Uh, how do you feel about a new tennis game, Tennis World Tour? I mean, there hasn't been a tennis game in years, it seems like, so, sure. Those are... I'm all about Mario Tennis and such, but the tennis games can be fun, you know. Uh, I think, once like... Once you get into the simulation, are kind of difficult. I think it was, like, Virtua Tennis 4. Like that was the last, like, simulation, or somewhat simulation-based, like, tennis game. And that was, like, 2007. Yeah, those things kind of just died because... I mean, not a lot of people. Yo, it's a lot of people game. that watch like, tennis, yeah. I, does that translate to games? I don't. I don't know. Well, I mean, they'll make one, and that's fine. Like it's the same thing with like a golf game, really. Like, right. Yeah. They did. I mean, EA did pump them out every year, but for a while. But they didn't do it. They haven't done it in a few years now. <laughs> yeah, because they know they're not selling it. They don't really have that marketable guy like Tiger Woods was. Or, I mean, you didn't mention it, but like, he's making another UFC game. 
And it's like, that's not a yearly franchise for them. It's like, because of course it's not. <laughs> yeah, they they don't need to really do that. They do sell decently well. Well, I I, I saw one one headline. It's like, they're like the e, the EA UFC games are going to be out of the octagon, and it's like, are they going to be in a nonagon, like a nine set of uh, ring now or what? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they'll make it a, a you know, ten-sided. No, it'll, it'll just feel like UFC uh, barroom brawl or something. <laughs> <laughs> if it was like that, I might just play that game. <laughs> if it was like Def Jam New York, <laughs> but it's oh, just UFC guys. They probably won't, though, because they're too worried about the... License, you know, yeah. Ma- yeah, the making them look bad or people not taking them seriously as a sport or whatever. That's stuff that WWE can do, but they don't do enough of it. Uh, the the PlayLink games, to me, I don't know that I'll play them, but they looked interesting. The Erica one and then the um, Concrete... Jungle? Uh, jungle or, or Genie. Genie, that's it, yeah. Both I kept thinking of them, it was Concrete Jungle, yeah. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I think I said that a couple of times too when I was thinking about what the name was. One of them is FMB and the other one is like where you take the the phone and like make colored drawings or whatever and these like alien looking things come out of the wall. I, I like the idea of them doing this. The, like this is their sort of go back into making your phones work with the system and I'm I'm fine with that if they come up with unique games like this. Yeah, like Concrete Genie looked cool, but I'm kind of unclear on what the game is going to actually be. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, is it going to is it going to be like to Blob 3, like you're just supposed to paint up this drab looking city or something or is there like going to be like enemies or I I just didn't know or they didn't It felt like just uh hey, here's the thing where you can draw and these little characters come out, and then something will happen with those characters, but I don't know. They don't explain much for that there. Yeah. It was. It felt more like uh, they were just doing it to show you things you could do with that, which is totally fine. Yeah. Loco Roco 2 Remastered. Not a surprise after the first one came out, but still cool to see. I love Loco Rocos, uh, both of them. Uh, and then, uh, of course, stuff that we pretty much knew uh, was coming. All the same sort of more trailers on games we knew, like Final Fantasy XV, the Aeneas episode, Monster of the Deep, Monster Hunter World, um, which there's a beta for it on December 9th for PS Plus users. So that's cool. I might check that out. You gonna nope. try it out? Nope. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> uh, the Not Hero DLC for Resident Evil 7, Far Cry 5's co-op trailer, which I oh, I thought looked okay. Oh, I, I mean, I may play co-op, but I don't really go to that game for co-op, honestly. Yeah, I like don't it's, either. It's, it's, fun. it's like a fun like playground, but 
I feel like the story of like Far Cry three and four. Agree with you on that completely. There, uh, more on Spider Man. Which... Yeah, you, you put you put in the story. You can play as Peter Parker, and I'm like, I think you mean Miles Morales on that one. <laughs> no, no, like they meant that you don't just play as Spider Man. You can also play as Peter Parker. Uh, you can also oh yeah, play as oh, Mary Jane. Sorry, yeah, I'm sorry. That was just my yeah. Like you get out of the costume. <laughs> uh, you, yeah, you can also play as Mary Jane. They did not verify whether you can play as uh, Milo. Miles. I yeah. mean, I, I assume if not, he's gonna be, he won't. Be, he may not be a separate character, but they'll have like skin swarm or something, or like once you beat the game, or play the game as him, or, or you know. Wouldn't be surprised on that either. Because like that last Spider-Man game that Activision did, they had like. 30 different costumes for you to play as. Yeah, why not do it? Get some... Especially make it a DLC, people will buy it. Yeah, and Spider-Man has so many different costumes over the years that that, that'd be easy and fun to do. Oh, yeah. I I don't want to play that game. Like, that's one of my games that... Like, more more interested games in playing. Yeah, Spider-Man... Well... This one looks like it's going to be really good, and Insomniac's making it, so they have a history of, you know, you think that they're going to make a really good one. I'm excited. I'm hoping that this this delivers, though. I think it will. Yeah, it's not fucking Beanox again from Activision. Thank God. (laughs) Tell me about it. Uh, Shadow of the Colossus. The graphics are from the ground up. Uh, looks like the controls are still a problem, but hey, it's... I, it'd be nice if they had like what they did with like Grim Fandango, where they had like modern controls and then classic controls. I don't know why they can't do that. I mean, it might just be like a style to do at this point. I mean, it might just be like a stylistic choice for them. I mean, but I thought that was one of the things, like that the original creators. I know he said that they sort of had to agree. But that the controls are one of the things that he really wanted fixed. I don't understand why they either they're going to do that later or why they still haven't done it. It's weird. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure if enough people complain, they'll patch it in somewhere. <laughs> what did you think of the? I feel like every time I see this game, they show me another another scenario, and I feel like how many scenarios does this game possibly have? You've now shown me four different freaking androids. Uh, either this thing has, either Detroit Become Human has like so many different androids and and uh, story beats, or he just does not care at all that you know all the scenarios and it's more about playing it. I, don't... I assume it's more about playing it. Like, I mean, you think even. Uh... Not two souls. What was the other one? He, Heavy Rain no had prophecy, like, or, Heavy well, Rain. no, Heavy Rain had like six playable characters or something like that, right? Or even more, yes. maybe. Uh, I thought that that footage looked kind of goofy, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> Again, I know it was about like you know, uh, child abuse or you know this very abusive serious father. matter going on here. Come on. Yeah, but uh, like the whole time thing made it look really goofy. Agreed, it's yeah, like, oh, yeah. just rewind and shoot the guy in the head, or, you know... I think I, they I were just to... trying to show you the different choices or whatever that... 
I don't know why she just didn't do that in the first place. It's like the guy's beating on the door. I think she's supposed to be a cop. It's like, all right, just put one in his dome. <laughs> I'm assuming that's not their first instinct to try to shoot the kid's dad. I mean, that's why the robots never win. Eh. I mean, I'm assuming that he, she also is being contracted by that dad to be there. So I, I just have a sneaking suspicion that like this game is going to be very what he thinks is adult. And it's going to be kind of corny. Yeah. Uh, David, his games are so... The only, the only one of his games I like is Indigo Prophecy. <laughs> I just really never really got too much in his games. I'm sure maybe if I gave it a shot, I would, but I don't know. And I, I think I have... I have at least, I think, Beyond Two Souls on PS4, but I never played it, and probably never will. <laughs> I swear, Beyond Two Souls, I probably have it because of it coming out on a, as a PS Plus or something. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Last of Us Part Two. they waited till the end to show this, and everybody was up in arms about the violence. Uh, that looked... That was I thought that was a bad trailer because it offered zero context for what the fuck was going on. Yeah, that was the, I think people's main point is that why are you going to show this and just tell us nothing about what's happening here? I, I don't know if one of those characters is supposed to be in like an adult version of Ellie or like Ellie's mom or I think they're like, just supposed to be new characters entirely, but. It's like, okay, then why am I supposed to care about this woman getting her arms broken? <laughs> like, that was my point, too. It's like, okay, if we don't know any of these characters, what, why? Okay. Also, like, the first few seconds, it made me remember about, it made me, it made me think about that other zombie game that Sony's making, like that. Days Gone? Yeah, Water Zombie thing. It's like, that's yeah. not a game that I want to think about. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to make you think about it here because they they pretty much, you know, went all out on Paris Games Week and then they have the, you know, the the other press conference on the PlayStation thing on in December in a month from now. And we have heard that, you know, Dreams is still in development and they're teasing that we'll see it soon. Do you think that that's one of the games that we see there? Maybe. Uh, that game still seems kind of like a nebulous project to me, though. Like, I'm not sure if it's ever really going to come out. <laughs> I agree with you on that, too. I feel like this would be one of those they're going to keep telling us, oh, it's still in development, it's still in development, and then we don't see it. Uh, I know we're probably going to see Days Gone because we didn't see it here. We'll probably see better, more God of War because that... 10-second God of War trailer was pretty lame. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you think we get release dates for any of those games? The only one I want is Spider-Man, but I doubt it. Uh, so, maybe. I get probably just be like, you know, a bunch of Christmas 2018 or, you know, something like that. I, I love the people that get mad about that. It's like, Okay, do you really want them to have a release date and then not hit it, and then they delay it, and then it doesn't matter because they didn't hit that release date anyway? It's like, 
I get it that that makes you feel like the game's coming out sooner, but do you really also want them to say, like, uh, September 21st, 2018, and then that comes around and it ends up coming out in November? Like, okay. Yeah. Or they make you like, it makes you like a Red Dead trailer or you know, something. <laughs> you think we get a surprise? I feel like Bloodborne 2 is being held out for that. Yeah, but also I think From Software doesn't want to make those types of games that much anymore. Like, Sony will pay them to make it, but like they're not. I don't think they're like I don't think they're too excited to make another one of those games. Like, they made four of them in five years, so it doesn't surprise me. <laughs> yeah, they did take a break from Dark Souls for that reason. Yeah, but yeah, we'll get another yeah. we'll get another Armored Core game finally. <laughs> that would be cool. Why not? Uh, do you think we see anything with Death Stranding? I know Kojima said we probably weren't seeing it for a while. The no. last time we saw it. If we do, it'll be in a melodramatic trailer that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> now that Ubisoft kind of has a lull in their schedule, you think we finally see something from Wild? It's been a long time. Maybe. I wouldn't mind seeing another uh, snake goddess monster looking thing. <laughs> <laughs> And then I'm not going to hold my breath for the trifecta of Final Fantasy VII Remake, Kingdom Hearts 3, or Shenmue 3 there. I would say between those three, Kingdom Hearts 3 is probably the most game of those. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That one at least has made progress and they've made an announcement for it. So, you know. like they, may show like, they may show like another world or like go from there. Yeah. Like the Little Mermaid will not will not be another uh, karaoke mini game world. Is that great? Can't wait. <laughs> Let's do that again. Wasn't that like wasn't that Kingdom Hearts two? Like it was like a very yeah. stripped down world or something like really dumb. <laughs> yeah, in uh, Kingdom Hearts two, that yeah, that's that's all it was. It was basically like a little world to kind of give you a break, really. Yeah. Which is fine, but, considering. Yeah, it's not like the uh, Atlantic. It was like a fun world in the first game, so. I liked it. The swimming got annoying. It's a, yeah, that's what I meant. Or yeah. combat was not fun, let's say. Oh, Ursula was a pain in the ass. That game, because you had to go yeah. like, around her head and yep. whatever. Break, oh. break the game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that you can kill her, and then you really can't see what you're doing. You just gotta keep hitting the button. Like, okay, I'm hitting her. It's telling me I am. So, all right, whatever. Yep. The live action cast for for Lion King has been announced. Uh, well, I don't. I'm totally down for Donald Glover being Simba. I don't really have a problem with anybody on here. John Oliver being Zazu, somebody makes me laugh just thinking about that. Uh, Yo, where is Jonathan Taylor Thomas, man? <laughs> uh, hey, that's Jam- yeah. That- I think James Earl Jones back as Mufasa is really funny. <laughs> hey, I mean, when I think of Mufasa, I can't think of anybody but James Earl Jones, so. Uh, glad that they at least kept him. 
everybody else. It, it's a very, like, it's a very African American cast, which is actually good. Which is that picture they have? There's like three white people out of fifteen. <laughs> I think it's their makeup for the how they made the original. No, not at all. Version. So. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like them doing a make good for it. Oh, because, okay. Yeah, yeah. Because even Nala's voice was changed from a black girl to a white woman when she became an adult. So, oh, okay. Like, they, uh, they're making sure, okay, well, we don't want anybody complaining about who the, you know, there's not enough black people in this thing and it's in Africa or whatever. So, uh, I don't know that that's the way Disney was thinking, but I can't imagine that didn't cross their mind. I don't know, like, the, the whole cast is really good, and I know some people were complaining about Beyonce being Nala, but it's like, are you really going to care at that point? You're just going to be focusing on the characters. Yeah. CBS wants to bring back the Twilight Zone for the All Access Another anthology that'll probably not go nowhere. <laughs> I think that's cool that they're doing stuff for the All Access. Um, well, they have to, because when Star Trek Discovery ends, no one's going to watch it anymore. <laughs> I agree with you that I don't know if there's going to be a lot of people that want to watch it, but... I mean, if Twilight Zone comes back, I'd watch it. Like, cause especially I agree if, with you. Uh, who's making it? Keegan, or... Not Keegan Michael Key, the other guy, Jordan Peele. Yeah. Like if he does it, I mean, sure, because like Get Out was good, but uh, like the Twilight, like the uh, Tales from the Crypt reboot went nowhere. They tried to bring up. I think we think they, this is like their second attempt to bring Twilight Zone back, and well, the Tales from the Crypt it, thing just didn't happen because they had so many licensing issues. I thought it was bad. Like I. I think I thought it was like it was bad also, but I mean, it may not have been, but I mean, M. Night Shyamalan doesn't inspire a lot of confidence in a project. <laughs> he really wanted to make it, though. He was upset about it not happening. Yeah. Uh, I mean, not that he really needs to, he, he did really good with that, uh, the sequel or whatever that was to so the Unbreakable. Yeah, Split, uh, but. Yeah. So, and that made it to where they're making that third movie now, so. Go him. Uh, Sony TV officially acquired Funimation. Uh, I feel like this has been in the works for like a while. There's been so much talk about this happening. Uh, they paid uh, $143 million for it. I just hope this doesn't mean that they go off Crunchyroll or Hulu. I don't want to pay for another anime service. So, just please don't do that Funimation. I understand you have your own service and you want people to watch that thing, but keep your deal with one of the two. Because hmm. uh, Hulu is already expensive and uh, Crunchyroll is like $7. But, yeah, I don't want to pay like another $10 thing just to watch your shows, which you have quite a great number of uh, that I watch. Um I do hope that this means maybe they'll bring back some of the older shows that they don't have on streaming. So, what were you saying? 
I was going to say, that, that's what BitTorrent is for. <laughs> if, if, I if refuse they do to use that. So. <laughs> that's what YouTube I mean, is for. There, yeah, there's anime stream sites I could use. It's not like it's in the world, but it'd be nice to not have to watch it in some not HD weird way. Hope I don't get a virus, you know, whatever with them using some, you know, daily motion or something. Yeah. And I really enjoy the TV show. I have never really cared that much for the movies. Uh, or the new TV show that's on now. Um, I'm also a big fan of David Wayans, so that's probably why. But uh, not that these movies are bad, but uh, Lethal Weapon 5 could still happen. Um, so, you know. I mean, now we'll get both those guys saying we're too old for this shit constantly. <laughs> yeah, constantly. Exactly. Like, that's what... this seems like a bad idea, like bringing Lethal Weapon back. Yeah. I mean, if they can't make Bad Boys three, this is the next best thing. <laughs> make it, make not? another tang make another Tango and Cash film. <laughs> just uh, let's just let that go. <laughs> uh so you know this oh. week. Gotta go well, the other thing was Amazon is trying to make a Lord of the Rings series. Oh Lord. No. Why? <laughs> Why? Because they can stretch it out to be from Peter Jackson's 12 hours to 17 hours. I wonder if Peter Jackson would even think about it by doing it. No. Well, I, The Hobbit wasn't very well liked because of all the shit he added into it. So I just... I get that it could, if it was really good... It could compete well, with Game of Thrones, but that—that's the thing. They expect it to be like, like Amazon expects it to be like their Game of Thrones, and it's like no, because it's you know four books essentially, and it's just an adventure. You know, it's—I mean, disregarding the Hobbit book, it's just the three Lord of the Rings books are like those nine characters, you know, going off and chucking the ring into the fire, and that's about it. Like, yeah, it has a beginning and an end, and you already know what the conflicts are, and there's not really a way to spin that and have people in a room talking and all that stuff like you do in Game of Thrones. It also helps that Game of Thrones is really, we don't know the ending yet. So, well, I don't think we'll ever know the ending. <laughs> we'll know the ending of whatever he had in mind when you see the TV show. That's so the first, it. the first four seasons of the Lord of the Rings show just be about uh, Shadow of Mordor and Shadow of War. <laughs> Why not? Let's just do that. Uh, so, coming out this week, uh, Super Lucky's Tale, which we talked to you, is okay game. Uh, you can play that on your Xbox One X. Uh, Sonic Forces coming out to all the main consoles. Also on Tuesday. There's no review copies of that game coming out, so we know it's going to be a good game. <laughs> Sega, yeah. Sega's really confident about that one. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're just grinning about how great that game is. Uh, Mario Party, the top 100 for the Switch. I, actually, it's not for the Switch, it's for 3DS. You uh, sure? 
Yes. I thought it was for the Switch. Oh, okay. The, um, which, that's what makes me upset, is that that could be great for the Switch, and you're going to put it on 3DS. Well, they have Mario Party 11 to make for the Switch, so there you go. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, Doom is coming on Switch, and then you got Need for Speed Payback, which, uh, you know, Need for Speed has its fans. They will be excited about that. I but mean, right. less less and less fans as it goes on. Man, you're, you're not wrong about that either. They keep finding ways to screw that up. But all right, uh, that'll do it for this week. Uh, if you like what you heard here, you can always hit the subscribe button, Video Games to the Max, and you'll get it every time it comes out because we try to be weekly, but sometimes stuff happens and we're not. And, uh, of course, go check out W2Net.com. Check out 41Mania.com slash games. Uh, Mark has reviews there. Uh, I will have one shortly. Uh, I will see how fast I can get through Super Mario Odyssey to have that review. And then, of course, the, yeah, just uh, if you want to subscribe to WTM Network, we get all of our shows. You can do that as well on all the places that you uh, have podcasts. But all right, until next week. See you later, everybody. Later. The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment.